Have you started teaching your kids how to do the dishes, set the table, or help with the laundry? Ever considered the importance of showing your children how to plan out a grocery list and prep meals for the family? We're so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one great way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I just love waking up in the morning, curling up in my comfy chair with a warm cup of coffee and reading the daily news. Did you just tense up? Because I did. Honestly, I sense myself wanting to avoid the news at all costs and shield my children from it as well. But what if there was a better way to be informed without being disheartened? Well, that's exactly what I love about the world and everything in it. This podcast from World News Group is my favorite source for current events because I can get sound journalism from a Christian worldview without the hysteria, the chaos, and the stress. As one of Apple Podcasts' top 100 news programs, they deliver essential headlines, field reporting, interviews, and expert analysis every weekday. Search for The World and Everything in It wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there, Ginger. We're back with one of our favorite sweet friends, Sonia Schaefer. Yes, it is always such a joy to have Sonia join us and share her wisdom with our listeners. But before we jump in with Sonia, I do want to quickly remind our listeners about our upcoming Christmas giveaway on Instagram. Uh, if you guys aren't following me on Instagram at ginger.hubbard, I want to encourage you to go and do that right now so that you don't miss out on your chance to win a three-night getaway in March of 2024 with up to five of your friends on beautiful Lake Martin in Alexander City, Alabama. Uh, Katie and I, along with Heather, will be joining the winners one of those nights for dinner and just to get to hang out and get to know you guys. And we will be posting about the giveaway sometime after Thanksgiving and then announcing the winner in early December. So again, be sure to follow me on Instagram at ginger.hubbard so you don't miss out on your chance to win the Mom's Getaway Giveaway. Well, Katie, we've had Sonia Schaefer on our show numerous times now. <laughs> she is, uh, I think, known as our favorite guest yes. by now. Uh, so most of our listeners are probably familiar with her. But for those who might be new to the podcast, how about you tell our listeners a little about Sonia? Sure. Well, Sonia and her husband, John, have four daughters whom they homeschooled all the way through using the Charlotte Mason method. Sonia has a special place in her heart for parents dealing with special needs children because her youngest daughter has autism and developmental delays. In all of her free time, uh, when she's not spending time with her family or homeschooling her daughter or podcasting or speaking at conventions or running a very successful business or coming on our podcast, actually, <laughs> Sonia loves to play the piano, read great books, and weave on her floor loom. 
But most of all, she loves to encourage and equip you in your high calling as parents. Sonia, thank you so much for taking the time again to be with us today. Hey, everybody. It's always a pleasure to join you guys. Well, we're going to talk today about something that seems so simple when you think about it. You know, teaching our children life skills. I think in bygone eras, this wouldn't have been a conversation. It would have just happened naturally. Mm -hmm. But it's actually something that many people may not even think about doing in our day and age. Yeah, that's true. Those of us who've been running a household for a while, we can just forget how many skills we've learned to keep things running smoothly. Uh, We use cooking skills and meal planning skills and grocery shopping skills and laundry and house cleaning and car maintenance and house maintenance and child care <laughs> and first aid, uh, maybe sewing or gardening skills. I mean, you know, take a deep breath. I, know. I, mean, I need a raise is what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, can, we can all double our salary. Right? Yes, let's From do zero that. to zero. Minus yeah. the sewing part. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Many of us have had to learn those skills, quote, on the job, mm. you know, once we were in our own households. Let me give you an example. True confession time. When I got married, I knew how to cook two things, macaroni and cheese out of a box. And once I forgot to drain the macaroni, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni soup. I, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. And then the other wonderful dish I knew how to do was to open a can of soup and pour it over some rice. (laughs) Lovely. Yeah, my husband is so long-suffering. But it took a lot of effort and stress and some tears and some really bad meals. (laughs) Ask him about the gray egg salad someday. Oh, no. Yeah. Just to learn how to cook several things and Get them all ready to serve at the same time. Mm-hmm. It takes skill. Well, Sonia, I do have to say, though, you were way ahead of me when you got married. I, I couldn't boil an egg. So I'm impressed <laughs> with your watery macaroni and cheese and your gray egg salad. I remember, I remember when I first got married calling my mom to walk me through how to cook, I mean, really, really basic things. And when she would start with step one, what most people would consider step one of a recipe, I'd say, no, 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 no. Start with which pot do I get out of the cabinet? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. was clueless in every way. And like you, Sonia, it took a lot of bad meals and a few tears before I even had the basics down. So, parents, I hope you'll do your kids a favor and start teaching the basics early on so that, uh, that we don't have to have these long-suffering husbands <laughs> and even wives. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. it's good when the guys cook, too. Mm-hmm. So I, all that to say, I'm sure spouses will very much appreciate you starting these skills, especially cooking, early. And, and it's not only spouses. I mean, there are other benefits, lots of benefits to teaching our children home skills or life skills, whatever you want to call them, um, while they're still living in our homes. Yes, it prepares them for living on their own, um, for adulting. That's what my kids call it now, adulting. Yeah, that's the word now, (laughs) adulting. (laughs) So if that child already knows how to cook and clean and do laundry for himself when he moves out, that can really reduce the stress of the first years in his own household, whether he's by himself or with a spouse. And if your child learns those skills while she's living at home, it can be approached as a gradual process with that supportive help network right there at hand. So you could just turn and ask your mom what kind of pan to get out rather than having to call 
you know, and, <laughs> and go through all of that. Mm. So it just becomes a natural part of living. But then there's other benefits too, because as your children learn how to cook and clean and do laundry, they are going to be able to contribute to the family right now in meaningful ways. They're going to see that taking care of a family is a big job. And as the children learn various life skills, they can take on some of that responsibility and help with part of the work. I've talked to lots of moms, and sometimes it's very tempting to think, oh, but they're young only once. Just let them have fun. I don't want them to have to do chores. But if you think about it, that type of thinking is really doing our children a disservice. Mm -hmm. We're not setting them up for success in their future. And we're robbing them of that feeling of accomplishment that they could have by making regular and meaningful contributions to the family unit. And if I could say, too, we're, we're approaching work from a standpoint of it being a curse rather than a yes. blessing. You know, work, work can be enjoyable and fun and um, build a family culture. I mean, it can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. God created absolutely. us to find satisfaction in being productive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that benefit doesn't stop just with our own families. Because learning those life skills and doing that type of work can also be a great opportunity to serve other people outside our families. Mm-hmm. I mean, once that child knows how to cook, for example, you can take her along with you when you go to bless a new mom. And she could make a meal for that mom or she could help you clean that mom's house or do her dishes or she could take cookies to a new neighbor you know, there are many ways that they can overflow to other families. Mm-hmm. So when you're equipping your children with life skills, you're equipping them to minister to your own family, minister to their future households, and minister to others around them who are in need. So it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Sonia, you have five simple steps for learning any life skill. And I believe we've had you share this on the podcast before because I heard you say it at a conference many years ago. And it has been, I mean, it's just so profound, but so simple. And I have followed this pattern for years now. So can you tell us those five simple steps? Oh, sure. Yeah. I know I've said it many times. So if people already know it, recite it along with me. (laughs) We'll just review it together. Step number one, and these will work for any life skill that you want to learn, anything. Step number one, I do it and you watch me. Step number two, I do it and you help me. So I'm taking the lead and I'm telling you what to do and how to do it and you're helping me. Step number three, then we switch it. Now you do it and I help you. So the child is going to now take the lead and tell me what to do to help him. Mm. Then step four, you do it and I watch you. At that stage, the child does the whole task and I'm just simply on hand to answer questions and make sure things are done right. So it's kind of turned the whole process around. And then the last step is, You go ahead and do it, and I will inspect it. So you're handing over the responsibility to the child to do the whole task without your supervision, but he can be certain 
that his work is going to be checked mm. when it's done. Yep. Nothing like a little accountability. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And and I often get asked, well, how long do you spend on each step of those those five steps? But it really depends on, well, it depends on the skill that you're trying to teach and how difficult it is. And it depends on the particular child and how suited that child is to the task or how quickly that child's going to catch on. For example, with my daughter, who has autism and developmental delays, I'll break a task into even smaller segments, and I'll use those five steps with each little baby part. So when we were getting ready to teach her how to do laundry, I taught her first how to put the towels into the washing machine. And we used those five steps over time until she was able to put the towels in by herself and do it correctly. Then we went through those same five steps for adding the detergent. So we're just breaking it down into smaller bits. And then we worked through the five steps for making sure the door was closed tightly because it's a front loader and, you know, mm. oh, it yeah. won't turn on if the door isn't closed tightly. And then we did the steps for turning the knob and pushing the right button. So just breaking that task down into smaller segments was what we needed to do in that situation. But we went through the same five-step process each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sonia, you mentioned a few home skills like uh, cooking, cleaning, laundry, but really each of those includes a lot of potential skills that a person can learn. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So so tell us how to rank those skills, maybe from easiest to most difficult, and, and why that's helpful. Well, okay, let's take an example. Let's uh, start with cooking. That's a big category because your child could learn to bake a cake or to make cookies or quick bread. Those might be pretty easy. But yeast breads are going to be more difficult, right? Because you've got to knead them and wait (laughs) for them to rise. Would you say? She said I I wouldn't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) We got the sunbeam going on in the pantry. Go ahead. Well, sorry. That's the thing I'm saying, though. If you have a bread maker, yeast breads are going to be easier Mm. because it's just load the thing, push the button. So you've got to think that through. You can't make a across-the-board uh, comparison. This is going to be easiest. This is going to be hardest. Think through your own situation. Same thing with um, when is a sharp knife going to be needed? Usually baking, you can usually get through most of baking without needing a sharp knife, but cooking usually requires one. So you might wait and cover the cooking of vegetables and making soups and meats after your child is old enough to handle a sharp knife safely. Um, Rice. Rice can be tricky when you're cooking it in a pot. But if you use a rice maker, we've got a rice cooker, and it's pretty simple to do. You just load it up, push the button again. So I can't give you a definite list ranking from easiest to most difficult, because a lot of it depends on what techniques you're using, what appliances you're using to make that particular dish. Um, It can depend on how experienced you are at making it and how often your family eats it and even how much you enjoy making it yourself. So the main thing is just to start the process now. Don't send your child out into the world unequipped. Even, oh, okay, 
teacher how to use a can opener. A friend of mine sent his daughter off to college. And he was telling me the other day at lunch, his wife mailed that daughter a care package and it had some canned food in it. And the daughter called home because she didn't know how to get the food out of the can. (laughs) She had not been taught how to use a manual can opener. Mm. It seems like such a simple it thing, does, yeah. but it's those simple things that we often overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, housework, that's another big category that can involve several life skills to learn, like what needs to be cleaned weekly and what needs to be cleaned daily or just seasonally. And how do you go about doing that? Can your child run a vacuum? You might start with a little handheld vacuum like a, what are those little guys called? Like a dustbuster dust buster kind of thing. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those little things. So you're not requiring a young child to push this great big floor vacuum around that's taller than he is. You know, use your common sense. But young children can do dusting with a little Swiffer duster. That They get a kick out of that. They love doing that. And then even cleaning a bathroom. There's a lot involved in cleaning a bathroom. But your young children can start by wiping out the sink with a wet sponge. Or I have another friend who started with when her kids were young. Their responsibility was to make sure that the toilet paper rolls were replenished in that bathroom. So things that weren't involving chemicals. You always keep the safety factors in mind as you're going through this. Uh, Laundry. That's another part of housework. But it involves many steps, sorting the laundry, washing, drying, folding, and putting away. So you're going to do these just a little at a time over the years. And here's a tip for you. I found it a whole lot easier to start teaching laundry using towels Mm -hmm. and then later progress on to clothing. Because... It's not that important if the dark towels and the light towels get mixed together or if the red towels, well, I don't have red towels, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If, if your towels turn a different color or something, that's not as crucial as if, if my best white shirt turns a different color. And they're a whole lot easier to fold. I mean, even little kids, little tiny ones can fold a washcloth. They'll get a kick out of that. It's, it's not so big that um, they're going to be struggling with it. So you're just thinking through those types of things. Same with dishes. Setting the table and clearing the table, you can start with that. I've seen little placemats, or you can make one and just laminate the thing. And it shows this is where you put the plate. Here's where the knife, the spoon, and the fork go. Oh, my mom so, would love that. That's a great she's idea. She's so into the correct place. I did cotillion. I, I'm a cotillion graduate. Um, very proud of that. But they, you know, they, uh, do y'all know what cotillion, y'all, y'all have cotillion. I do yeah. not. No. What? Mm-hmm. You don't know what cotillion is, Sonia Schaefer? Mm-hmm. I do, I do okay, not. It's, it's, why, why are you not surprised that I don't know? You're only surprised that Sonia doesn't know. <laughs> Okay. Well, so cotillion is, but <laughs> I'm going to pretend like you didn't ask that. So cotillion is, is basically uh, manners teaching for children. And it's usually around middle school. And they would teach us, we would go to like a country club, or I think maybe some churches would do it. But you, it's kind of by invitation only. It's, I don't know, they're probably weeding out the kids who are a little too bonkers for the people to 
suffer through it, but they, they teach you how to do a proper play setting. Um, they taught us how to do certain kinds of like foxtrot dancing and just things like that. And I just, I loved it. And then they would do a formal meal at the end of it. And we would have to use what we learned with our manners and our dancing and that kind of stuff. I just, oh my yeah, yeah was, that's pretty cool. We actually had that, we had a homeschool co-op that did that, but here in Alabama, we just called it a manners class. <laughs> We didn't use big old fancy words. Cotillion. I thought that was a universal thing in the South, which is why I'm surprised. Okay, so maybe not. Maybe that was well, just Well, I a, grew up in Iowa, This honey, is true. So I yeah. don't know anything about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm without excuse, I guess. What? <laughs> well, even if there isn't a cotillion class near you, you can still make your own little place. Teach it yourself. Mat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea, though, the little place I love that, that. that show where everything goes. That's cool. Well, and then keep in mind, unloading the dishwasher is going to be easier than loading the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Because when you load the dishwasher, it's kind of like a puzzle. Which dishes might fit where and how might I fit in a little bit more? And if I rearrange this, this might work. There's a lot involved in loading a dishwasher well, Mm -hmm. but unloading it, that's not hard. You just take the clean dishes out. Littler children can just set them on the countertop because they aren't tall enough to reach those top cupboards where usually the dishes get put, but they can stack them on the countertop and then you can just boom, boom, put them up where they belong. And then, and don't forget to teach your children at some point how to wash and dry dishes by hand. <laughs> the old days. Not, yeah. But not everything is going to fit into the dishwasher mm-hmm. and not everything can safely go in the dishwasher. And, when the dishwasher breaks down, I'm raising my hand in testimony. You got to know how to wash That's these right. things. <laughs> Have your kids ever come to you with math homework and asked for your help, only for you to realize you did a mathematical brain dump the day you graduated high school? Well, I have great news for you, parents. Whether you're homeschooling or helping your kids with their math homework after school, CTC Math is an invaluable resource. They have video tutorials and summaries that are concise and really engaging while still fully covering the subject matter. It's like having your own personal math tutor accessible at any time. I have so many favorite things about CTC Math, but just to name a few, I get extensive reports and summaries of my kids' progress, We have access to CTC Math's entire catalog of lessons, not just per grade level, as many online math programs do. And finally, there is a 365-day money-back guarantee, literally no questions asked. If you or your kids need some extra help with math, go to ctcmath.com and sign up for a free trial. Again, that's ctcmath.com. You know what I love so much about the, the, this episode and what you're saying, Sonia, is that, you know, so often when my kids were growing up, I didn't want to teach them how to do something until I knew they could do the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, like the bathroom. I never thought, just teach them how to wipe out the sink when they're younger. You know, I felt like they've got to be old enough to use, you know, all the cleaners and clean the tub and the toilet and the whole thing. So it's just so simple. But it makes so much sense to go ahead and start letting them do the little things that they're capable of doing. And then it's never this, they, they just grow up like that. It's never all yeah. of a sudden, okay, now that you're five, you're going to have chores. And then it's a battle. You know, it, right. it's always been a part of their lives. And so this is just so simple. It's, it's, I, I didn't really, I don't think I was as good at this as, as you were. I wish we were friends when mine were younger. <laughs> I would have been such a better mom. <laughs> you should see my bad mommy trophy shelf, honey. <laughs> okay. 
And and by the way, any of your listeners who have kids with special needs, uh, what we're talking about of doing the chores for the family might have to take a back seat. And you might want to focus instead on life skills for that child, like feeding herself or Mm -hmm. taking care of personal needs. Mm -hmm. Those types of things might need to take the priority. And then you can teach the child some of those other skills. But most likely your main focus is going to be on self-care skills. But the cool thing is you can still teach those with those five steps. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think we covered some of the big life skills. And we do have others, though, that you've mentioned, Sonia, like sewing. Uh, It may not be something most people think to stop and show their kids how to do. My mom said, I asked her one day, I was like, why didn't you teach me how to to sew? My mom's a wonderful seamstress and she makes all sorts of things for all sorts of people. And she said, you refused to learn how to sew. <laughs> so it's probably a good thing she didn't try to homeschool me. Your mom it, your, your mom didn't have the Parenting with Ginger Hubbard podcast. She didn't. And honestly, she didn't have Shameless a very plug. cooperative child to try to learn sewing. But anyway. Well, that's it goes back to what Ginger was saying. Sometimes when we think teaching sewing, we think I have to teach this child how to make a dress, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But at least teach that child how to sew on a button. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe do a simple hem so you don't have to take your pants to a, a seamstress and pay somebody else just to sew a simple hem, mm. you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. And then if you want to level up to do a whole sewing project, boy, an easy one, the easiest one I've found is to make a pillowcase. Mm. Let the child pick out some fun fabric mm. and sew his own pillowcase. Mm. That's, that's just an easy way to go about it. Um, we haven't talked about grocery shopping and meal planning, but I mean, some of this could count for homeschooling too. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're teaching your child about food groups and nutrition and serving size, it can be very helpful for them to get familiar with quantities. For example, how large of a box of cereal do we need for a family of our size? A hundred. And that way. A hundred boxes when, is what it would <laughs> for a week. Well, there <laughs> you go. Yeah. Per week. Yeah. So when she has her own household later, she's not just mindlessly getting the giant size and half of it gets stale. You know, she'll start thinking that way. And you can teach about um, the certain staple ingredients that we have on hand and teach about the wisdom of having a shopping list when you go in the grocery store. (laughs) Amen. Especially if you're hungry. Mm -hmm. And about comparison shopping. And I don't... I remember having home ec classes in my high school where we were taught many of these types of things. And we had to plan out a week's worth of uh, grocery shopping for a week of meals on a budget that they gave us. We're just looking through the newspapers at the time. Yes, I'm sounding very old, but finding the, the ads for the grocery stores in the newspapers and writing down planning out that whole week of meals that was done at schools. I don't think it is really done at schools much anymore, but even if it is, I think it's much more natural Mm -hmm. and better to learn it at home little by little over several years, just gradually. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, here's one more. Um, Household maintenance 
I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, can she take out a toilet and put a new toilet in? I'm talking about, can your, can your child change a light bulb? Hmm. Or does she know how to use a screwdriver and to tell what kind of screwdriver is needed? I was so proud when my adult daughter the other day was talking about a Phillips screwdriver. It's like, yes, she knows what a Phillips is. <laughs> You've so, taught her well. <laughs> or even changing the furnace filter. Now, those might be as the kids get older. Um, you can also progress. I mean, you can take this as far as you want to. They can learn how to paint and wallpaper a room of the house or turn off the water valve because there's a leak. That kind of knowledge could be very important and save them a lot of time and money and anxiety in their own household someday. Okay. I have to tell you said wallpaper and it made me think of a story. Uh, my my mother-in-law, my, my husband's stepmom had uh, a room in her house. They had, she had moved into a new house and there was some wallpaper that needed to come down, but they were also putting up wallpaper in a different room. And so she had asked Brian to remove the wallpaper. And so he did the whole room. And when she came back, she realized he had taken the wallpaper that she had just put in <gasps> Instead of the room that needed to be oh, no. removed. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, you think about the time that goes into hanging wallpaper. Yeah. And, and she was just very patient with him. But I do also want to say, okay, one more, one more story. Because you mentioned a hot water heater. And there's a comedian called Nate Bargatze, who's my absolute favorite comedian because he's hysterical. He's very he clean. Yeah, he's and he funny. has a whole shtick about a hot water heater and how the hot water heater man came over and... um was like, well, where is your hot water heater? He's like, I thought you were selling me one today. I thought you had one on your truck. Like he didn't even know where it was in the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes to that little shtick because it's pretty funny. But to his point, I mean, it is really important. We had this very issue the other day where our hot water heater was pouring water and one of the kids saw it and ran up and got us. But if we hadn't been here for some reason, I would have liked for them to have known how to turn that off. Mm-hmm. So, yes. um, yeah, that's a, it's a really important thing. We just don't think to teach our kids, really. Right. We no, don't. We just don't. do it ourselves. Yes. But instead of saying, hey, this is a big thing. Let me show you how if to do this. If you're ever in this situation, yeah. Yeah. here's what you And do. we just don't do it. But we need to. Mm-hmm. When you said about the hot water heater and not even knowing where it was, that reminds me of another story. This is more in the yard maintenance, which we also need to teach our children, mm-hmm. you know. At some point, they need to learn how to mow the lawn and how to rake the leaves and how to trim the bushes. And this is the story that it reminded me of. Um, A friend was recently telling me that in the late autumn, he sold his house to this young couple. And the next spring, you know, like a few months later, he got a phone call from those new owners asking him to come over to his old house and fix the bushes because they were all sticking out all over the place oh, now. No. They had grown so much. And this oh, new wow. owner didn't know how to trim no. them. He didn't know it was his responsibility. It's just, yeah. No. We could wow. tell lots of stories. Wow. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, and then this is now, you know, we're up into the teen years. So this is this is a process that you can start when they're two just teaching them little bitty things, pieces of things, like like Ginger was saying. But you can keep going all the way up into the teen years. When they get their driver's license, you can start teaching them about car maintenance skills, how to change a tire, how to check the oil, um, how to put gas in there, how to check the air pressure in the tires, 
um, those children, well, the ones who are really interested, you know, they could expand and learn about engines and mechanical repairs and things like that. But even just knowing the basic skills, that's going to give them the knowledge and the confidence they need as they operate the vehicles. And it will help prevent them from getting fleeced by some mm-hmm. dishonest repair person someday, potentially. Mm-hmm. So all of that car maintenance is another thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And Sonia, I'm totally going to throw you and me both under the bus here and say that uh, we could both use a little more training in how to check Ir- uh, how to check the uh, pressure in a tire. If you'll recall the last time we met for lunch, we met halfway and had oh, lunch. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we had to FaceTime your husband, John, to check the tire pressure. He's like, no. hold the phone a little closer. I can't see the groove. <laughs> the truth comes out, Sonia. The truth well, comes okay. out. I love it. I am telling you all these things and I'm sharing all these things with your <laughs> listeners because so many of them come to mind because I didn't know them and I still right. might not know them. Right. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. know we and need know to the know them. That right. You know? Yeah. yeah. We don't want our children's lives to be as stressful as our own. Right, right. So, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We can, <laughs> many of us can keep learning in this. Mm. And I kind of hesitate because when you think back over all the stuff we have talked about in this episode, it can really seem overwhelming. But if you spread it out little by little over the course of, you know, the 18 years you've got with your child, and if you focus on just one skill each quarter during the year, so like every three months, we're going to focus on just one thing. If you do that just real loosely, you could cover four different skills in a year. And over the course of 18 years, that, you know, get out the calculator, the board, <laughs> carry the three and all that. It, it's more than 70 skills that you could equip your child with mm-hmm. for success in adult life. And, okay, if we don't count the baby years, let's say we're going to start when they're three instead. You could still equip that child with a good 60 different skills by the time he's 18, mm-hmm. just doing four a year. I think that's a pretty doable goal. It is. And just those small, constant touches are going to add up. The The main thing is that I encourage everybody is just come up with a loose plan. Don't overlook this. Just have a loose plan. Maybe it's four skills a year. Maybe we're going to work on it on the weekends. Uh, whatever it is, but just make sure that these types of skills don't get overlooked or get pushed aside in the busyness of life. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Sonia. So what do you have for us today? All right, here you go. When you're trying to teach your child or yourself home maintenance skills, which includes Remembering which way to turn a light bulb and which way do you turn the screwdriver or even a jar lid in order to tighten it or loosen it. Here's a little rhyme to help you remember it. Righty tidy, lefty loosey. Hmm. My kids and I mutter that under our breath to this day whenever we are screwing or unscrewing anything. It's righty tidy, lefty loosey. Why have I never heard that? Are that you, you've is, never heard that? I've never heard that. That is, this has changed my life. Well, that's because it was taught in cotillion. 
and we don't have that here in Alabama. Oh my goodness, I love that, Sonia. Oh, that is so funny. I I can't believe you've never heard that. Well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sonia, you know, I learned something new from you every single time we talk. Mm. That's just one of the many reasons why I love having you as my friend and why we love having you on our show. Absolutely. Well, listeners, if you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, Sonia, as always, we so appreciate your willingness to take time out of your, we know, very busy schedule to join us today. So how about telling our listeners where they can find out more about you and your ministry? Oh, sure. They can connect with me on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. And uh, we have a weekly podcast, the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. Which is fantastic, yes, listeners. Is. If you don't listen to any other podcast except ours, <laughs> go and listen to <laughs> yeah. Sonia's podcast. Full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. So we'll have Heather put a link uh, to all things Sonia Schaefer in our show notes, of course. Sonia, how about leaving our listeners with a final word of encouragement? Our attitude, our own attitude toward home skills is going to set the stage. If we view laundry or dishes as unimportant, menial labor to be done grudgingly when we have to, our children are going to pick up on that. Mm. And I really struggled with that view of housework for many years until a wise older woman described how she viewed her housework as her ministry. It was her service to eternal souls who are temporarily residing in physical bodies in her home. Mm. And so she turned each chore into an act of worship, doing it for the Lord and praying for the people who would wear these clothes or who were going to eat off of these dishes. So I guess what I'm saying is I know it can be hard sometimes because many of these skills that we've talked about seem never ending and most of them are done behind the scenes and they rarely get noticed, let alone applauded. But that quiet behind the scenes work, and let's call it ministry, mm-hmm. can have a huge effect on the souls who live with us. It is important, valuable work when done as to the Lord. So present it to your children that way, in your own example, and as you teach them all that goes into keeping a home running smoothly. Thank you so much, Sonia and Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us today. Are you looking for fun and Christ-centered Christmas gifts for your children or grandchildren, or maybe for your nieces and nephews? Well, today we're offering a discount on Ginger's children's books, co-authored with Al Roland. Just use the code parenting at checkout to get 10% off these great books. These three great books. There's Sam and the Sticky Situation, which is a book about whining. Chloe and the Closet of Secrets is a book about lying. And Sean and His Amazing Shrinking Sister is a book about teasing. But hold on, we have more. We're also offering $10 off when you buy all three of these books. And that's in addition to the 10% discount on your total order. Again, just go to gingerhubbard.com and use the code parenting at checkout. 
Thank you again for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently, and each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com, and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.